This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Today's one of those days where we have to talk about the game that happened last night. If you're just waking up or just checking the score today, you're probably shocked at what happened if you were paying attention earlier in the game. The Guardians did some incredible things and came back to beat the White Sox 12-9. to Nothing like beating the rival team, the favorite for your division, in a game that they absolutely should have had sewn up. I don't have anything particular against the White Sox players, except I don't really like Tim Anderson now because he was flipping off the Cleveland crowd, but... I do have a strong, passionate dislike for Tony La Russa, so that kind of guides my dislike for the White Sox. And I have a lot of past angst against the White Sox, that World Series team with Ozzie Guillen as a manager that won. Just crazy to me. I'm super envious of that. A.J. Przinsky, just A.J. Przinsky. So seeing them lose is always a joy for me, no matter who's doing it. And besides the Tigers, when the Tigers are good, the White Sox are the team I like to see lose the most. So last night's great for all those reasons. It's also great for this reason, Stats by Stats. On Twitter, at Stats by Stats reports, Josh Josh Naylor of the Cleveland Guardians is the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit two three-run homers in the ninth inning or later in the same game. Yes, Josh Naylor hit a grand slam to tie the game and a three-run homer in the 11th to put the team ahead for good. To go along with that, um, last night showed some pretty... Incredible statistics in a variety of ways. The win probability for the White Sox in the top of the ninth got up to 97.7%. And that would show you from Jesse Rogers and who reports from ESPN Stats and Info, the Guardians are 1 and 626 in the last 40 seasons when trailing by six or more runs in the ninth inning. Make that now 2 and 626. So if you stayed up to watch that game, you definitely deserve to appreciate the glories of victory today. And if you didn't stay up, hey, make sure to get on YouTube and check out the game highlight. I'll put it in the description of this episode so that you can find the longer game highlight. It's kind of more fun to watch that way. Make sure you go on Twitter and see some of the great responses that people have. And um, also uh, check out Guardian's Twitter. They put out a lot of good stuff except for a random comment to Fuzzy from New York, which is so dumb. I don't enjoy how they're pandering to Twitter content creators like that. Please 
go after some really good Guardians Twitter accounts, which they do, which they do sometimes with Out of Context Baseball and some other accounts. But anyway, enough about that. I wanted to talk a little bit about Tito Francona today because last night I got a little frustrated with him for leaving Zach Plesac in in the seventh to see guys the fourth time through the order. Unless a guy's really dealing, he should not see a team players four times in a game and it it bit Tito that's one thing he really needs to kind of adjust his thinking about I know a lot of people were upset and I was upset in the moment when he did not pinch hit Austin Hedges in the top of the 10th to try to get Andres Jimenez home from third with one out so it's pretty inexcusable to not pinch hit hedges there unless you consider the fact that Tito is trying to make sure he's got a catcher on the bench at all possible and he's going to put Oscar Mercado in for Rosario in left field of course Rosario dropped a ball in left field pretty funny moment after the game Tito was asked about Rosario dropping a routine fly in left field and he said I think he probably would have dropped that at short so he looked fine going back on the ball he'll be okay out there and uh, I kind of took that as wow wow a slam on Rosario, but I know that's not what Tito meant. He just meant that it's one of those things you drop a fly ball now and then. And uh, so I, I think that we're going to continue to see Ahmed Rosario in left field, which is, you know, that's the best spot for him on this team. He's not a left fielder. Um, he's not, he's not, he can't hit that well there, and he's still figuring out the defensive side of things. But I think that's probably the best spot for him here. The thing is that when he makes a mistake out there, it's going to be a lot more glaring than the mistakes he makes at shortstop. The mistakes he makes at shortstop are mostly things that you don't notice right away, range and instinct things. So um, it's going to be a lot more glaring when he makes a mistake in left field. But I think that's where he's going to have to stay for now because Andres Jimenez is insane at, at shortstop, just a great shortstop. And Owen Miller really probably needs to play second base. So that's where he's going to have to stay. He's going to have to figure things out there. Um, but in regards to Tito, so not pinch hitting for Hedges. He wanted to keep that catcher around. He wanted to have Mercado ready to use in the spot that he wanted him. Uh, so I would have pinch hit Mercado there if it was me. But I think last night kind of shows you the value of Tito. And if you get a chance to go watch his post-game interview, uh, it just shows the kind of attitude the kind of approach that he has man he is just a steady steady hand at the helm and as much as sometimes I criticize him because you know it's the thing to do if you're a fan imagine what you would do as a manager and it it's bothers you so much when he just makes a move that doesn't make any sense and you know like I was kind of worried about whether he was going to pitch Brian Shaw in high leverage situations more because of what I saw over the weekend in Toronto. And then I kind of wondered, Oh, maybe it's a kind of a swing path thing. And we didn't see Brian Shaw last night in any of those crucial situations. We saw Sandlin who didn't really pitch that well. And we saw class A and Stefan who pitched amazingly well. Um, so I think he definitely still has it figured out. And I think they have a good idea of what teams Shaw matches up against the best. And hopefully he'll continue to put him in the right circumstances I just think we need to relax on the criticism of Tito. He needs to figure out the whole don't leave the starters in to face guys the fourth time through, sometimes even the third time through. He needs to figure that out. 
But beyond that, man, we are blessed to have him as a manager, and he's the guy that keeps this team going no matter what's happening. So last night featured so many amazing moments. Uh, Jose Ramirez making an incredible play to save the game in the bottom of the 10th, diving just incredible instincts, making a great throw. Josh Naylor with a good stretch to get it. That was a big moment. Andres Jimenez, he uh, hits a home run to get things started in the top of the ninth to get that huge comeback going. And then he follows that up with a double in the 10th to put the team up. And, of course, that keeps them from losing the game and gives Naylor a chance to win it in the 11th, as well as making great defensive plays all night. He had a great approach at the plate all day. And then uh, Stephen Kwan taking a walk that was important. Jose Ramirez, again, like he's being opportunistic about hitting pitches that are in the zone, but then taking his walks. He took crucial walks yesterday, and that was incredibly important for the comeback to get Josh Naylor in the position that he needed to be in. Uh, Just go check out Guardians Twitter account and listen to Fran Mill talk about the game and see how positive he was because of what turned out happening and that he predicted it happening. He says he told McKenzie that they were going to come back in that game, which who knows guys might say that every game, but turned out that way. And it seems like he still got his confidence though. He didn't look so great yesterday. Still the approach seems better to me. And of course the hero of the game, Josh Naylor with eight RBI and such a, an important player at every moment of the game. He flips his bat after the first home run and silences the crowd, who no doubt were saying ridiculous things to him, and then then hits another homer to put the team up for good in the 11th, and just is, as Tom Hamilton said, is like a bull in the china shop going into the dugout. Man, he is fun to watch. It reminded me so much of Chris Farley entering the Letterman set in his last appearance on David Letterman. Because, man, that was fun to see as he came into the dugout. He is just a fun player. And as I've said before, uh, Naylor is the kind of guy who changes the whole complexion of this team when he's hitting and when he's on. I I would also like to note that Zach Plesak looked really good um, in this game, except for the first inning when he gave up four runs, and that was not good. And I mean, obviously, he struggled there and didn't quite have his command. But then after that, he seemed to find his command. His fastball was up in the 92-93 range where it needs to be. And Tito just left him in a little bit too long. But he showed why he's the kind of guy that you want to have around as your fifth starter. I still firmly believe he's a fifth starter. He's a, he's a good, solid fifth starter at his ceiling. But that's really who he is. But he showed last night why you don't want to just DFA him or trade him. And I know people were saying that after the game, during the game, because of the runs he gave up. You don't just trade him and get rid of him. You don't DFA him because he's got that kind of potential to be a solid fifth starter. Uh, Outside of a horrendous inning, he would have had the team in position to win that game and when he left the game. And he kept them close in the game. Uh, Ghosts had a rough inning, of course, complicated by Rosario dropping that fly ball. Uh, kind of a little concerned about him, whether he's going to figure things out, but he's still a inexperienced relief pitcher. So hopefully, I think Tito needs to kind of find his spots with him to get him to pitch more against left-handed hitters. He's struggling against right-handers for sure. 
And Sandlin just needs to kind of find his command a little bit better. He was getting a little squeezed last night, so I'm not terribly concerned with that. And the LA Santos looked great striking out a couple guys. Man, I'd like to see him get some more good reps. So I'm trying to think. This this game just had so many stories to it. Like there were errors from the White Sox, whether on Yohan Makata or uh, get or Gavin Sheets, who let that first run in with a, an insane drop fly ball. Both teams had drop fly balls that were so bad they had to call them errors because outfield scores usually don't like to call them errors, but they had to there. Tim Anderson had another error. Just enjoy seeing him fail. And um, it just just watching this game over and over, you'd constantly find a new person to identify as kind of the hero of the game. Uh, Owen Miller had a great at-bat in crucial spots as well. He's really putting up some great at-bats even when he doesn't get hits. He'll take a walk. He'll make a pitcher work. Um, and he got a hit in this game, but also um, managed to get himself in a good position to let guys see the pitches they need to see. And you could see that with Josh Naylor as Josh Naylor followed him up with some hits. As I noted, Fran Reyes had four strikeouts and hard not to feel a little bit of you know PTSD when that happens. But I, I do think that he's seeing the ball a little bit better and his confidence really is the key for him. So that'll be important for him to continue. Ahmed had three hits yesterday, so maybe he's starting to come out of things and hopefully just kind of gets a little more comfortable out in left field. Uh, I know it's difficult for people to watch him there because he doesn't look comfortable out there, but just remember he's making those same mistakes at shortstop. You just don't notice him as well. I want to give some props to Austin Hedges. who got two hits. Our friend MLB Feel It on Twitter he uh, always notes, and you're going to hear our interview with him soon, about how Austin Hedges hits on days when the Declaration of Independence signers died. <laughs> You'll hear him talk about this. It's incredible. And yesterday was one of those days, and Hedges came through, so I guess there must be something to it. And uh, Tito knows that maybe that's why he left him in, just didn't pan out in that situation where uh, probably all of us would have pinch hit for him. Man, this team is fun to watch. Man, they're fun to talk about. And I stayed up way too late last night. I had a little stomach, <laughs> a little stomach problem last night. Too much information for you, but I decided I'd go watch the highlights and made my wife unhappy with that. <laughs> but it all works out because we got to see this team win. Your stomach feels better when you get up in the morning and you have this amazing win to hold on to against the White Sox. Hopefully they can build on this. Hopefully it kind of breaks the White Sox spirit a little bit and they can take this series. Uh, but it's great to win the first game of a series and not get too high off it, not let the emotions come down, but just keep coming out and putting up those great approaches every day. And things like this are going to happen throughout the season. If you gave up on this team because of a name change, you are missing out on an incredible, incredible run uh, this season. And the stories that will develop last night um, was May 9th was just one example of where that happens in a season. You never know where the next amazing game that you're going to be sorry that you missed is going to happen. So that's the reason to hang around and pay attention and enjoy the ride. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download. 
so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.